Fun fact. Stevie Wonder wrote the song Happy Birthday. You know the black version of Happy Birthday that everyone sings everyone's birthday. He wrote that to support the idea of making Martin Luther King's birthday a national holiday. So this song became a global anthem. Now we just use it for regular holiday, happy birthday, but it was actually written and there's Martin Luther King's name and the lyrics are very much about him. So it was written and produced by Stevie Wonder and it was a rally call in efforts to make MLK's birthday a holiday and it is believed to have supported finally getting that legislation passed. So yeah, y'all, you know that song? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, it was written for Martin Luther King on the day that would have been his 50th birthday. Ooh, I can't believe I sang for y'all. That happy was a high note. Um, so that is today's fun fact. Today's bonus solo dolo episode is all about the long, 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 tireless battle that helped us get Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday as a federal holiday that is recognized now every year on the third Monday of January. Like I said before, it was a long, long, long battle. 15 years plus an additional 17, so a total of, what's that, like 32 years all together that it took to get MLK Day. And this battle, um, this uphill battle, included a lot of different folks like Stevie Wonder, of course, Coretta Scott King, his wife, and even the NFL. Yeah, I know. I don't believe either. So keep listening as we will uncover how we got this historic day that honors Dr. King, figure out who were the key players in making all this happen, and what states and people were hating on it, and so much more that definitely wasn't in our textbooks. Let's get into it. Ever wonder how we got MLK Day? I mean, I have, but I'm also a history nerd, so that kind of makes sense that I would think about that. But yeah, I mean, I've also wondered, because you know, America wasn't really fucking with the civil rights movement, let alone Martin Luther King Jr., who was not only fighting for equality, right, and equal rights, but he was also fighting poverty and economic inequality. Yeah, actually, you know, before his assassination in 1968, Dr. King organized a march on Washington called the Poor People's Campaign, which centered around the idea that all people should have a chance to live a good life, right? And what is a good life? A, a job with a living wage, employment training, affordable housing, education, access to health care. These are all the things that Dr. Martin Luther King was talking about during these poor people campaign in the last couple of months and years of his life. And he was just trying to erase, right, the gap between the haves and the have nots. You know, the stuff we're still fighting for today, healthcare, living wages. I mean, it's a damn shame, but are we really shocked that we're still fighting for it? Dr. King's poor people's campaign included everybody. It was a multiracial 
campaign, including black folks, white folks, Asians, indigenous folks, pretty much everybody. And he was on a mission to alleviate poverty regardless of race. So that was a pretty big campaign that MLK put together, you know, before his assassination. It was after his assassination at 6.05 p.m. on Thursday, April 4th, 1968, that efforts to make his birthday a holiday with the creation of MLK Day began. In fact, MLK Day was first proposed four days after his assassination, but it took 15 whole damn years of stepping on the federal government's neck by civil rights activists for it to be approved and written into law. And then it took an additional 17 years for it to be recognized in all the states. So this is a 32-year-old fight that took lots of campaigning, lots of work and effort by his wife, Coretta, a song by Stevie Wonder, an appearance by Ted Kennedy, and the National Football League, the NFL, was even involved. Yes, the racist NFL was involved, y'all. So continue listening as I provide a brief overview and some key dates and things that definitely wasn't in our textbooks. The first thing that we should know about this battle to MLK Day is about Democratic Michigan Congressman John Coyniers, who was a black man, just in case you are wondering, and he was the person who first proposed MLK Day four days after his assassination. Of course, it was not approved, but he did not let that stop him. No, 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 no. He continued to reintroduce the legislation each and every year with the support of the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, don't forget... Congress John was proposing MLK every year, but the key dates that I'm going to share with you are years that had some impact or we came close to the win of getting MLK Day. So in 1979, on what would have been Dr. Keene's 50th birthday, the bill finally came to vote in the House. However, even with a petition of 300,000 signatures in support, along with the backing of President Jimmy Carter and testimonials from King's widow, Coretta Scott King, the bill was rejected by five votes in the House. That same year, in 1979, Stevie Wonder called Dr. King's widow, Coretta Scott, and told her a dream he had about writing a song in honor of Dr. King's birthday and to make it a federal holiday. So after that 1979 defeat of the bill, Stevie, Mr. Wonder, wrote Happy Birthday that he released as a single and later included it on his Hotter Than July album in 1980. Stevie Wonder, along with Coretta and other folks, played major roles in getting us MLK Day. And Stevie dedicated part of his career to making MLK's birthday a holiday he did a tour and then he even planned a large event called the rally for peace conference similar to the peace conference that I told you about that MLK did before his assassination so Stevie planned this large event called the rally for peace conference at the National Mall where King gave his historic speech I have a dream and there 25,000 folks, mostly black folks, came out for Dr. King's birthday on January 15th, 1981. Dr. King's son gave a speech, signatures and petitions containing thousands of names were collected to be presented to Congress to show just how many people supported the creation of MLK Day. Wonder used the happy birthday song to popularize 
the campaign and continued his fight for the holiday. But even with the peace rally and the 25,000 people coming out, the bill still got rejected in 1981. But finally, in 1983, the bill again made it to the House floor. And this was 15 years after Dr. King's murder. And at this point, the support was more than overwhelming. Working together, Coretta Scott King, the Congressional Black Caucus, Stevie Wonder, and probably a lot of other playmakers got 6 million, 6 million, y'all, signatures in favor of the holiday. The bill passed in the House with a vote of 338 to 90. However, when the bill moved on to the Senate, Republican, hating ass Republican, North Carolina Senator Jess Helms attempted to dismiss the legislation with a 400-page document alleging that Dr. King was connected to the Communist Party. You know, I'm going to Google this senator after this, after this episode. Anyway, outraged by the personal attack on Dr. King's character, Democratic New York Congressman Daniel Patrick Monhang took the 400-page binder, threw it on the ground, stomped on it, and described it as a packet of filth. Shout out to New York Congressman. You know, that's the New Yorker in him. That's why he did that. He stomped on that shit. Thank you. After two days of debate, the bill passed in the Senate and President Ronald Reagan reluctantly agreed to sign it into the law. And in 1983, the holiday was finally approved to be observed on the third Monday in January each year. Now, when I say that Ronald Reagan was reluctant to sign it, let me read you this quote from Racist Rape. Ronald Reagan, quote, I would have preferred a non-holiday in King's honor, but since they seem bent on making it a national holiday, you heard how he said they, right? I believe the symbolism of that day is important enough that I will sign that legislation when it reaches my desk, end quote, by good old President Ronald Reagan. While the bill was signed in 1983, it took a while for other states to get on board with this. And also, in on January 20th, 1986, Stevie Wonder hosted a star-studded concert celebrating to commemorate the hard-won holiday. And he had great performances by, like, Bob Marley. I think Michael Jackson was there. It was just, like, a wonderful celebration. So... That happened in 1986. Uh, that may or may not be the year your host was born, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> By 1986, 17 states had already adopted the holiday. But of course, some states were not feeling given a black civil rights activist a day. You know, there was strong resistance in Arizona to passing the state holiday. And there was a fight between the state legislators and it came to a head and they actually put it up for voting in Arizona in November 1990. At that point, a lot of entertainers had started boycotting the state in protest and even the NFL threatened to move the 1993 Super Bowl from Temp, Arizona if the holiday was defeated at the polls. The King holiday lost in a two-part vote referendum and the NFL kept their word and pulled the Super Bowl out of Arizona and moved it to South Carolina. And this this cost Arizona a lot of money. They ended up losing an estimated 500 million in revenue, okay? So, I don't know. I, I guess I should say I'm proud of the NFL for being a part of that. 
it's a little weird. Um, Arizona voters approved the King holiday two years later. South Carolina also had beef with the holiday, and it was one of the last states to approve a paid King holiday for its state employees in 2000, in the year 2000, to be clear. Okay, so let's review all this, right? So the fight for Martin Luther King Day that was first proposed four days after his assassination in 1968 took 15 long ass years of persistence by civil rights activists for the holiday to be approved by the federal government in 1983. And then... It was an additional 17 years for the holiday to be recognized and officially observed in all 50 states. And that was basically by the year 2000. So that was not that long ago. I mean, there was a huge fight to get this day. All of that goes to show that there was a huge fight to get this day. Today, Martin Luther King Day is celebrated every third Monday of January by every state to honor the achievements of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a Baptist minister, civil rights leader who advocated for nonviolent resistance against racial segregation and advocated for economic equality. It's also a national day of service to encourage all Americans to volunteer and improve their communities. And so that is the brief overview of the 15 plus 17, 32 year long history of how we got Martin Luther King Day signed into law from four days after his assassination, when it was first proposed to when Ronald Reagan finally signed it into law in 1983. Now, We know the battle to get this day went way beyond 1983, seeing as we just learned that states were not trying to actually celebrate it, but we have it now. So happy Martin Luther King Day, folks. I don't even know if people say that, but I'm saying that. And happy birthday to Martin Luther King. The toy takeaways I got from doing all this research and sharing it with y'all is a little unbelievable and sometimes a little mind-blowing. The first takeaway, like I just still can't believe that I didn't know Happy Birthday was written about Martin Luther King Jr. and was kind of a song to help make it a holiday. But when I look up the lyrics, it makes sense. I feel like we all sing it on our friends or family's birthday so we don't pay attention to the actual lyrics of the song outside the chorus. But the song has some really good like stuff and it even says his name. Some of the lyrics that are really important that I like to share is I'm not going to sing it y'all but he said I just never understood how a man who died for good could not have a day that would be set aside for his recognition (laughs) Um, another thing that he says that actually mentions his name is and we all know everything that he stood for time will bring for in peace our hearts will sing thanks to Martin Luther King and then it goes into the chorus happy birthday to ya Happy birthday. Okay, I'm going to stop singing. But yeah, like, oh, okay, guys, like we need, I need to look up lyrics to songs. So that was the first takeaway. The second was I was just surprised to learn that since Martin Luther King's death, activists, including his wife, including the congressman, submitted a petition for MLK Day each and every year until it was finally approved. Like, Talk about persistence, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really appreciate that. I'm really inspired by that. They never gave up. The third takeaway 
is that while I knew Dr. King's wife played a major role, like the role really in continuing his legacy and getting MLK Day, I didn't know the significant role Stevie Wonder played in making this day happen or that the NFL was involved with the whole Arizona thing. So that was really, really interesting to learn. And then my fourth and final takeaway was learning about the Peace Rally Conference put on by Coretta and Stevie and other activists that brought 25,000 people to the National Mall where Dr. King gave his I Have a Dream speech. That just really blew my mind that so many people were there that he sang happy birthday and that that event and that song really pushed the government to finally vote in favor and sign MLK into law with 6 million signatures. That is amazing. I can't even imagine 6 million signatures. Like how many pieces of paper does that take up? I don't know. Amazing. So those are my four takeaways from this episode that really blew my mind um, that I didn't know. And I wonder if any of y'all know. So let me know. Find me on the interwebs and let me know if you learned anything new. So that is the end of this solo bonus episode. I hope you go into MLK Day and weekend really with some newfound knowledge and pride, right? Pride that we have this day pride in the battle that we never gave up to get this day and pride in the things that Martin Luther King did um, the service that he provided if you liked this episode and learned something new today please drop some stars and leave a review I would really really appreciate it it helps us rank on podcast you know an apple podcast and spotify podcast so more ears could be on it so i would really appreciate this if you also really enjoy the episode please tell a friend and tell a friend share it with them share it on instagram or twitter wherever you are online make sure to follow that wasn't in my textbooks all over the interwebs check out that wasn't in my textbook.com for show notes and resources if you want to take a deeper dive into today's topic and come back next thursday january 19th as we discuss the history of the chinese new year thanks so much for listening happy martin luther king day i don't know if people say that but i'm saying it happy martin luther king day happy martin luther king weekend and until next time remember Knowledge is power.